put a spell on you. Cause you're mine. Welcome to Hex Rated, where we four witches will take you on a magical journey through foul language and outrageous feminism. Plus, some witchy shit. One, two, three. Cool. Good enough. We'll figure it out. All right. Okay. Hi. Hi. We are recording, Woo! motherfuckers. So you missed it earlier. We have a combination of uh, Pokemon, which you did hear about, but also, you know that song from the 90s, Cumbersome? Uh, yes, Bird? because I was just listening to your husband's, like, uh, alternative thing and i think i just heard it yeah so that's been in my head so it's like pokemon cumbersome <laughs> but it was just cumbersome so i'm glad we brought pokemon into the mix a little bit well it makes it a little more fun you gotta diversify so many influences from the 90s so many hey this is hex rated we talk about witchcraft and the and 90s. 90s, yeah. yeah. Living in the 90s. The I 90s? am Blackbird. I am oh, Scarlet. Shit. Oh, shit, what? Nothing. I'm Jay. And I'm Lily. And we are hex rated. We're going to, I'm going to try really hard to like wait a second before I try to talk because of the delay. Cause I think sometimes we talk over each other. So I'll, I'll do my best, but I know that I'm a fucking talking over motherfucker. So you're just a motherfucker. Get all up over me. Let's do it. Oh, damn. So this is a interesting podcast setup now because three of us, three of us are in the same room again. Finally. Yeah. Yay. Yay. I am still in California. One of these things is not like the other. I know. Oh, and it's like, it's okay. Look, I can't say it's hot here because that's just bullshit. <laughs> we know that. But nobody has AC here, really. So we also do not have AC in our new house, which I love. I love my house. But we have like a portable unit and then we have another uh, like air, like just a bedroom unit that we're going to put in. But so it's like not terrible, but it's not super comfy either. And there's a, can you hear a fan in the background real loud or no? no. Is it fine? Okay, good. Cool. Cause I have like literally 19 fans circulating the air. So, but about eight, I can open the windows and turn the AC out. It's, it's real weird. It's just hot during the day. And this house is like, magic heat holding so you know it's a nice face you got lily i forgot you could see me i was making the face to a jay i can only see i can only see your chin and mouth so you know sexy what's going on everybody not much over here but those two bitches got lots to talk about <laughs> i have less to talk about but i'll just say real quick i went to i went on a whirlwind two-day road trip with uh, my witch uh, hermano 
to Palo Duro Canyon, which I didn't have any idea. It was the second biggest canyon in the country. and Or maybe in North America. I don't know. And then we went, uh, we spent the night in Santa Fe. And in the morning we went to Meow Wolf, which is this interactive art installation um, that Jay has been to before. And it was really fun. And then we went through Santa Fe and then we went to White Sands apparently somebody died there the Saturday before we got there apparently oh, like every other year some hapless European dies there because it's quite hot um, and it's very disorienting it's just these white sand dunes and blue sky and it's and there's no like once you get out there there's like no trees or anything so it's very easy to get disoriented so yeah if you got out there and you are not prepared for the heat you that could be quite dangerous so, um, and then we drove through Marfa. We did not see the Marfa lights. Um, we did see many uh, hipster eateries that were not serving breakfast. I was very annoyed. But we got to spend the night in a yurt, which was delightful. So. Nice. Yeah. White that sounds awesome. Gorgeous. Like, but yeah, it's it's so weird. You can get lost so easy. So I'm like... That's why when we talked before you went, uh, I messaged her. I was just like, just do not go off trail, um, as tempting as it might be, because you you can like turn around and you can't tell the difference from dune to dune. Yeah, well, I mean, and the trail, such as it is, is just these like metal markers that are like a hundred feet apart. So yeah. even that is kind of easy to get turned around from. So yeah, for sure, that's so beautiful out there. It's like it feels otherworldly where you're like, am I on another planet? Yeah, it is very much like that. Palo Duro was kind of the same because you're driving through Amarillo and it's flat, 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 so flat. And we're like, where is the canyon going to be? But then it's down, obviously, because it's a canyon, which sounds real obvious when you say it like that. But it's so weird to be down in it because you've been driving for hours and it's just flat. And then there's this just hundreds and hundreds of feet straight down is this canyon. It's super strange, but very beautiful. Recommended. Very cool. Recommended. Would go again. <laughs> let's keep that canyon around a little longer, guys. Yeah, I... I mean, uh, let's try not to drill in it or something, oh, you know? know? Jesus. Protect our parks. Um, I just got back from Colorado. Um, so we've been all traveling and doing some crazy trips and stuff. Um, not me. <laughs> Well, you got toddlers at home. You've no, got adventures. You, you travel all the time. You're like gone every weekend. No, we only. Well, we did go to Florida to see my dying grandparents. That wasn't pleasant, but mm. yeah. And I guess going to see your mom, like traveling for that, is like more family than actual yeah, vacation. Yeah, it doesn't feel like like yeah, a you vacation. Went to the lake. Yeah. Went to a lake or uh, like a. With your mom out in the hill country. Oh, that was back in uh, April. No, March. That no. was in March. Was it? Yes. Yeah, dude. That was in March. It was. We're losing break. so much time. <laughs> what is going on? I was like, yeah, that was a long time ago. Jay, please tell us all about your magical hiking trip. Oh, my God. You um, hiked so much. Dude, uh, I was like a little intimidated by the plan, but I was just like, I'm all in. Uh, my husband's brother... He lives in Denver, and he does, like, uh, he's training for an ultra marathon. So he, like, runs Wait, in the mountains. In, you're going to have to explain what an ultra marathon oh. is. Oh, <laughs> so an ultra marathon is some crazy people that are like, I want to do 100 miles 
straight through in the mountains and run and no. just run the whole time wait the whole time mm-hmm. it's 100 miles mm-hmm. you just run the whole time do you yes. sleep do you stop I, do you, you don't, go to the bathroom you get breaks like at certain checkpoints like where there's like aid stations and like there's very strict rules too you can't take water from like random people you have to get your water from like the aid stations and things like and your food from those um kind of a thing and he's training for a 50 miler um and he's how many ways can i say no thank you yeah i am not that intense i just like to hike as far as i can in a reasonable amount of time but i don't really run so and never mind dealing with elevation when you come from texas which is 500 feet above sea level and then you go up to 10,000 feet elevation i'm like you know what just a walking pace is good I'm cool with that. Well, and that's the DFW area because Houston is like, um, like at sea level at or below. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I ended up doing five miles the first day, which was kind of our test run day to repack our bags, see what we needed to fix, and then we did uh, twelve miles the next day, and then thirteen miles the next, and uh, we had to call it at that because my husband uh, hurt his knee, um, post holing through snow because there's a lot of snow still on the mountains and uh, there was some where I like fell through and it was like up to my waist in snow um, getting through it but uh, we managed to get through okay besides a little scrape with his knee but uh, so we did go all the way to Breckenridge like we planned after that we were like I need a hot shower and I'd like to use an actual restroom (laughs) because like there's so many things you don't realize you take for granted until you're out there you're like I don't need makeup. I don't need like anything. I just need just a hot coffee and a hot shower and I'm good. Um, But yeah, it was cool to see that I could like manage that many days and that many miles and getting to see views you wouldn't get to see. Like there was no city around like when we got to Kokomo Pass, like you couldn't see any like roads or anything like that. And you can't drive to that. Was there pollution at night? Like could you see like the stars and stuff? Like how clear was the night sky? There was light pollution where we were at Mm because we were, there were the ski resorts nearby, like not too far. So, and then also the moon was so bright. It was insane. Like (laughs) I got up to go pee in the middle of the night and I was like fumbling for like my headlamp my husband's brother was like, you're not going to need that. You can just, you can go out and go pee because the sun, like the moon is so bright out there. So, and it was, I could like find my whole way through the woods. I was mm-hmm. like, this was kind of creepy, but kind of cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was very magical. It was really cool community wise too. Like all the hikers we passed that were through hikers that were going all the way to freaking like Canada. Um, no. Yeah. <laughs> that is Why? very far away. Yeah. Why? There are like through hikers that do like the whole like continental divide trail. Who um, has time? Who uh, has time in their life to I, just walk to Canada some, if you don't have to? Some people got like five months and they're like, you know what? This is what I'm going to do. Uh, you know more power to them because if I had five months, I would not walk to Canada. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Yeah. I'm, I, I wouldn't mind doing it in pieces. Like, I think that's kind of how I would do it. I wouldn't mm-hmm. mind doing it like a week at a time and then come back, have my nice hot shower. Listen, my answers, ancestors did all that they did, so I did not have to walk to Canada. <laughs> like, all of that has already been done. They walked, took boats, made it across. So I don't. I'm ready for teleportation to happen mm. so that, you know, when I'm old, and, like, the kids are teleporting around. I'm like, in my day, we had to drive over land or fly in the sky all the way across <laughs> to where we were going. And they're going to be like, what? That's crazy. 
But yeah, it was it was really fun. I'm honestly happy to be alive because there were a few moments where I was like, that was a little scary, like between the post holing and the snow, like with a cliff right next to you. So if you slip, you're like, I'm going to go off a cliff. No, girl, no. And girl, um, you in danger. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, I did not tell my mom about this. Uh, yeah, good plan. Uh, so th- at one point we were already like 20 something miles in. Wait, did your mom listen to the podcast? No. We need to edit this out. Yeah. <laughs> we were so exhausted. And apparently like uh, the GPS tracker we had had sent us through this trail and it hadn't been updated that there was a path that was like blocked off. But we would have to go back five miles because and we didn't want to be that person that goes through like where it has like I, there were apparently like ferns like I don't know like they take like 10,000 years to grow back or something and I didn't want to be that person that walks through when I know there's a sign that says don't go so mm-hmm. it was the choice was to cross this creek that was like 15 feet creek going really fast or go back five miles and then do another five miles into town mm-hmm. so and, but we were already so we had already done like 10 miles that day so we were exhausted. So we were like, we're going to find a, like the best point we can and we're going to cross this creek. But it got, like, I regret it now <laughs> because I realize how close to, like, to being taken by this creek I nearly got. Because they say creek. We were calling it a river, but apparently it's called a creek. But it looked like a river. And at one point, I lost my footing. The pole came out, my trekking pole. And then I started being pushed by the water because the water was so strong and I was just grabbing at bushes my husband jumped in grabbed my pack somehow he landed his footing because in that moment I was like oh my god I'm going to kill his lady in there and it just took over the mutant side of him just took over adamantium claws at you girl he leaped in because he had already activate he had made it or to the shore but he leaped back in because in that moment I was like oh my god I'm gonna kill my husband and his brother because his brother was behind me making sure like he was gonna try and catch me if needed Mm -hmm. so they had both like were flanking me basically in the river but I was like, oh, no, this is the moment where I'm going to accidentally kill his brother. And then he jumped in, too. And I was like, no, now I end up taking both. <laughs> no. And, but luckily, he planted his feet. He grabbed me by the pack and just, like, threw me onto the shore. <laughs> like, literally threw me. And, it, like, I was shaking in the bushes, like, just, like, terrified in that moment where I was like, oh, my gosh, what were we thinking? And they both made it safely. But it, 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 my husband was like, you have to move because his brother hadn't made it up yet. But I was just sitting there shaking, like, just like, holy shit, what did I just do? But we made it made it back into town. Because at that point, once we crossed that, we only had two miles into town. Mm-hmm. So uh, we made it safely. And that was like the end of the trip was on that insane note. But it was like this weird hysteria at the same time where we're like, oh, my gosh, we just survived some insane shit yeah you probably had all that freaking adrenaline like fight or flight shit going on you're like i'm gonna punch a tree yeah, yeah. Damn, girl. <laughs> you gave me goose pimples just just thinking about you in that water oh my gosh and i was like just dr- like everything was drenched like everything so i was glad we were not camping from that point on because my sleeping bag was soaked oh everything was soaked so i was just like well that uh <laughs> that was scary but it, it was still worth it. It's just I would do things a little differently if I did it again. I feel like mm-hmm. it gave me the experience to know what we did wrong and where we would yeah, have to replan. Yeah, it was a learning experience for you. So, yeah, it was totally worth it. I wanted to ask if there were any, like, particular, like, vistas that you came across or, like, certain moments that you felt um, 
particularly magical or witchy like where they're just a couple of points i would think like if i was out in that much nature i would be like and that's magical and that's magical and like i wouldn't stop like feeling everything was magical but i was just curious if there was anything that stood out for you strangely enough like usually like my hiking trips are very like spiritual and witchy for me this one was so like gung-ho keep moving let's make time let's uh climb this like like just like the adrenaline of like oh i could do it um right that i didn't really have like that spiritual connection i would like to have if i was like able to slow down um but i mean there was well, it was pretty intense like, your hiking it was pretty intense so yeah and i think for me it was just like being able to believe in myself and what i can do because right. everybody beforehand was like, you're not going to be able to do these many miles in this amount of time. And I'm like, bitch, what? Who the fuck said that to you? Yeah, yeah who said yeah. that? We're going to go punch them. Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck? They must not know you. They yeah. don't know you, do they? Yeah, they don't know you at all. They're after them. Yeah. Nah. What, right. How did you even make this hi- uh, this like hike without your hike girls there to be just like, like do it, karma, do it. Oh, my God. I would have done another 10 miles if y'all were there. I'm like, <laughs> I can do this. I can do it. But yeah, it was it was worth it for just believing in myself. And I think that was the thing is I came back and I felt really empowered in myself of Mm -hmm. what I could do. And then also it helped me kind of disconnect. I disconnected from work, which has been really hard for me lately. And I didn't think about it for one second because it was all about survival and, you know, just getting making time, being safe, um, you know, getting to that vista, getting to the outlook, you know, those kind of things where I didn't think about work. I didn't think about little things like whether I looked good enough. I know that might sound silly, but when you can't carry the weight of makeup, I ended up looking at pictures and be like, I looked good, you know, and that's something that beforehand I had problems with of like not wanting to have people see me without makeup and things like that. I was just like, damn it. I looked good for like considering I'd hiked 10 miles that day and then looked that good. Yeah. And just those kind of things of, I think spiritually for me, it was more about self than anything else that, that trip. That's awesome. But yeah, that's the, the latest and greatest. I mean, on not as exciting of news, but other news since the last time we've talked, uh, I don't think I talked about on the podcast, me doing improv. Yeah, that is very it? exciting. Mm-hmm. Also a thing that other people would be terrified to try. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe yeah, yeah. less, uh, potential for death or i mean or i don't drowning. know improv is pretty <laughs> dangerous from what i hear yeah my mom was so relieved when i told her like our new hobby was improv she was so excited because i've had so many dangerous hobbies yeah you got to talk about all, list all of your dangerous hobbies that uh, you've gone through. well roller derby of course uh which was you know, sort of dangerous. I mean, it is a contact. It is dangerous. Yeah, yeah. It is dangerous. it's, it's you contact. Break your neck. High oh yeah. But I guess for me, like, I was never scared of roller derby. Like, it wasn't one that I was like physically scared of. I was like, I can do this. But like parkour, uh, aerial silks, where you're climbing up twenty feet in the air, uh, rock climbing. You do taekwondo right now? Yeah, jujitsu. Jiu- jiu- yeah. Jiu-jitsu, never mind. I am doing jujitsu. You do some sort of fighty fights? Yes. So my mom was really relieved to hear about improv. She's like, oh, good. One that I don't have to worry about your like physical well-being. <laughs> so uh, that's been good. It's been a good mental exercise of not doubting myself or my words, just talking and just mm-hmm. letting whatever I'm going to say come out and just having fun with it. So 
all this work you're doing, becoming like the person you want to be, hiking through the mountains, doing improv classes. It's like you're one of those books where somebody like has some crazy thing happen in their life and they're like, no, I have to figure this out now. You know, I'm going to take ballet classes, even though I've never like done ballet before, but that's just your life. Yeah, and, then, and you turn out to be awesome at it. Yeah. You're like, yeah, I just on a whim decided to try this thing. Oh, yeah, because spoiler Turns out I'm awesome. Alert. Yeah, she's great at, like, every fucking hobby that she does. It's super obnoxious, but also beautiful. Oh. I like I that you got guys. a little Brooklyn on that. You were like, every fucking <laughs> hobby. <laughs> Sometimes my dad just comes out yelling blackbird give us the update you have several things that are new and different so many things tell us well um i guess the latest biggest thing is we we moved again from our little apartment to an even smaller house um but it is a a house yes it's a bungalow it was built in 1924 um the street is a the whole street everything on it is a historical landmark because this street used to be an alley and then uh some dude was like no i'm gonna build some houses so he built all these tiny little houses with this in the same kind of spanish style architecture it's uh what architecture (laughs) so everything's really charming and adorable and uh we have like even there's a little phone nook with i think the giant phone bells are still there like close to the baseboard it's crazy uh one thing that is uh lacking severely in houses built in 1924 and have not been super updated is lots of outlets not not a lot thin on the ground thin in the air outlets so we're kind of using a million power strips so I'm sure it's safe. Sure, it's 100% safe. But um, it's really awesome, and I'm loving it. And I was telling, I don't know who I was telling this to. Oh, my hairdresser, who is also kind of witchy. But like when, when we first got here, and no furniture was in yet, we were waiting for the movers. I um, did Lily's thing of like banging on the walls and waking waking the spirits up. And it was like, this is going to sound, well, it won't sound crazy because we are who we are, but like, it felt like the house like was waiting for me like it was i know like they were like oh you're here it was that whole feeling like we've been waiting we're awake but we're just we were just waiting and i I don't know this house feels like it feels crazy to say but i mean we'll get to this later i've been thinking about a lot about death lately but like it feels like this is the house i'm going to be in for a long time i don't know I don't know about dying in this house, but I feel like this is like this is going to be here for a while. Yay. So then so something else crazy happened just the other day. I know that well, it was just yesterday. I noticed that a yellow rose has bloomed in the front yard. Whoa. Unbeknownst to me completely. <gasps> Texas. Well, right. So, dude, the street next to our street is Texas Street. Yeah. And the street. Yeah. Maybe it's a yeah, sign you should street- come back to us. Oh. <laughs> no. No, it's not. But it's a sign ah. that you're close to my heart. Um, but the street that I'm on, the street that I didn't look at this house for several weeks because of it, is my mother's first and middle name. And I was like, hmm. I don't know if that's such a great idea. I finally, like, we lost out on two really great houses. I was like, well, I'm going to go look at this tiny house and see what's up because... You know, we'll make 920 square feet work. We, we can do it. So 
I looked at it. I loved the landlords. I loved the house. Was like, let's let's fucking do this. So, we're here now. It feels like home. I love it. It's pretty witchy. I have a witch closet now, which is you know, it's better than a witch wall. It's a little tiny closet. The closet has a window in it. What? I know. Is it right? Why? A closet then? Like, does that qualify as a it's, room if it has a window? Well, and it's not, no, like it's not, I mean, it is a, t like, it is literally, it's a little bit bigger than if it was like a sliding door closet. Like you can sit in there, I mean, with your legs straight out, which is what I'm going to do. But like, it has a window where the window pull, like, it's like a window that's, you know, like little and you pull it down. Like it's on a chain. Isn't that weird? That is weird. I don't know. Love it. Charming. It's totally meant for witches to get in there. It is. And so today, what I was doing before we got on the phone was um, just like making that my space. And it's totally rad. I got a new witch cabinet with all my shit in it and hung up all my stuff. And it looks really great. And I can't wait to send you guys pictures and show it on the Instagrams and what have you. It's been really great. So that's... That, <laughs> It's but we're still like digging out. I mean, we I counted in the apartment and this isn't even everything, but we hung over 130 pieces of art and this house is just not that fucking big and the walls are plaster. And I'm just like, I don't know if we can hang all this art again, but we're, we're going to try to hang some of it. We found a way to hang on plaster, so it's working out OK. But and oh, and outdoors is really like great too. The backyard has this great patio area that parts covered and parts not covered. So I'm gonna make some kind of outdoor space as well. And sometimes this is gonna sound really weird. Sometimes when I'm out there, I feel like I'm in the covenstead. Wow! Like, I know, like under the covered part, like it feels like that same feeling. Isn't that? fucking weird i, I don't need know to go back there i ha keep forgetting about it <laughs> oops I, I know well i feel like yeah so the feelings i've been getting is like it's overgrown and shit but yeah we need to i'll take a trance trance trip so that's been happening uh, on top of that next weekend is my um trip to san francisco for my end of life doula training with uh, an organization called enelda.org dot org check them out they're pretty great but I've, ha I've been having to do a bunch of online training too for it and i gotta tell you this shit is super powerful and i am so excited and a little nervous but i'm really excited to start it just sounds really great I i'm super excited but there it's definitely um like there's they have a plan it's not just like hey let's go talk to people that are dying i mean they have a specific protocol basically like you meet the family you talk to the person that's dying if you know if they're able and then you start planning for wh what they want how they want things to go like what do they want the room to look like what kind of music do you want to listen to what kind of you know legacy project do you want to work on I don't know it sounds so cool it's right up my alley and also like there's two or three people on the forum already that are identifying as witches so i mean i'm super excited it's gonna be amazing that's all oh wait no it's not all because while i'm in san francisco i'm also gonna have a consultation with an artist named mary joy scott at tattoo city which is a pretty famous shop in san francisco she's pretty awesome she uh 
is like a she's been tattooing for a while she's she's pretty well known and um she's like uh, it's pretty traditional but it's also got like kind of a classical twist she Ooh. she trained as a classical painter in italy so she's it's just it's really neat she's gonna do well what we talked about originally was like a hecate back piece so that's what i'm going to talk to her about next saturday i'm super excited that's awesome. Oh, and she's the one that told me about this book called um, The Hecateon. And I don't know if I'm saying that right. But this book is fucking amazing. And Scarlett is probably further along in it than I am because I've only read like a little bit of the intro and the first thing. But it's like this person has written this book as a like cycle of how to get to know Hecate and you do like a certain amount of rituals in order to bring you to a final culmination and I was going to ask Scarlett hey because she Scarlett bought it too it's like it came from wherever the fuck the Netherlands it took forever for me to get mine and um, I think like it's going to be amazing I just haven't had time with the move and everything to like really dedicate myself to doing doing the things that it says because it says read it through once and then actually do all the rituals and stuff so how let how me tell you about how i'm not doing that um <laughs> i read through okay the first uh two of the three sections and i love it um one thing i'll say about it without like just basically reciting what is in the book is that it's a really interesting mix of um history there's like some some interesting background about um sources and like the greek magical papyri and like the homeric hymns and because we do have a lot of primary source documents about hecate so there's there's the history stuff that i like there's a bunch of rituals which are very well written and very poetic a lot of them are rhyming so they're very beautiful um and also kind of a, a little bit of like more modern practice, trance work, um, things like that. And then also like some kind of arts and craftsy stuff because uh, so I skipped ahead and there's um, a process by which you make an e-inx, which is a ancient Greek device where uh, it's basically like a whirly gig, but they would use it to like summon spirits and stuff. Sort of like how you would use to as like a dog whistle to summon like a familiar or fetch or something. Mm. And I just thought it sounded so fucking rad that I was like, I got to make this. So um, my friend and I, we decided to we started it three days ago and we just did the second step before we recorded. And you get a bottle and you put uh, salt water um you ex you put fire. So you put it over a, a flame and let it suffocate it. And you put saliva and um, myrrh smoke and a feather and snakeskin and ashes oh from this Hecate sigil that you drew and burned earlier. And you seal it up with wax and you say this thing and then you bury it in the ground for three days, um, which we just did. We put it in my uh, large pot of deturas. So that was like perfect. Yeah. Um, and yeah. then you put it in water for three days and then you hang it in a tree so it'll be in the air for three days. And so in those nine days, it's this uh, spirit familiar is sort of gestating. And then on the ninth day, you take it down from the tree, 
you take it to a crossroads and you break it. This is so awesome. I know. Is it? See, see you, can, you can see why I skipped ahead, right? Like, yeah, I was like, I got to do this. This is great. That is amazing. And then you say all this stuff and you, like, name the spirit and you tell. So we went ahead and made the whirly gig and I'll put pictures up. Um, but it's basically like a whirly gig. It's supposed to make a sound and either I don't have the hand-eye coordination to do this child's device correctly or I don't know what. But anyway, it's supposed to make a hissing sound. But mm. but you use it um, to, to call forth this familiar, which, like, I can do without the prop. But sometimes it's, like, really fun and, like, mystical and woo-woo and, like, exciting to, like, use a prop. Like, yeah. you don't need one, right. but it's really fun. And, like, the steps, the fact that this is, like, a nine-day process I think also forcing yourself to like slow down and just do everything step by step and wait and like just sit back and observe in those three days in between each step. You start to see all this like weird shit happening like my friend's been having weird dreams. I've been seeing all these fucking frogs everywhere. This is awesome. Yes. Wow. So anyway, highly recommend. Um, and also I will say that um, I like it because it is, he, he is an academic, so it's, it's heavy. But on the other hand, it's not written like a lot of modern grimoires that are trying to sound unnecessarily occult and obtuse. Yeah. Where they just use really big words and very circuitous writing and it's trying to sound deeper than it is mm -hmm. and you're just like, this sentence doesn't make sense. So the writing is direct and straightforward um, which I appreciate. Just in case anybody out there is wondering what this is that we're saying and what we're talking about, this book is called The Hecateon. It is H-E-K-A-T and then that A and E that's mushed together, like Greek, like Greek, you know, you know what I'm saying. It's o not that ligature so. isn't in Greek, but it's Latin, so yes. You know what I'm saying? H e k a t a e o n, and it is by Jack Grail. And the only place I could find it is on a website. I'm not gonna say this right either. Ixaxar. Isazar. I thanks. Isazar. I x a x a a r dot com. X, um, X, 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 X. So many X's. You got to pay in motherfucking euros. Well, I mean, you don't have to pay in euros, but it does give you the prices in euros as well as American dollars. This is not cheap. It will take you over a month to get, and it's 100% worth it. And that was recommended to me by hopefully my new tattoo artist, Mary Joy Scott. And also now Scarlett is on board with making the crafts. Also, there's a part in it that says dust your hands in cinnamon. And oh, I'm like, I did it. It was great. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. I can't wait. Yeah. I can't wait to start doing shit. That's going to be my uh, project for Shadow Shadow Season 2019. So. Well, that was a lot of intros, but we do have actual shit to talk about. So We should do it now. Why don't you tell us about it, Lily? Because this was your idea. Oh, there's not much to say. It's a Q&A. We uh, asked the universe. Now we asked y'all people to send us questions. We posted on uh, the grams. We posted on Facebook. And we let people email us. So we have questions here. We have them uh, in a uh, we don't have them in anything. They're just here on the table and they're in a pile and I'm going to pull some out. So this is real profesh, but it's going to be fun gonna be a good time y'all are gonna get to learn about us better ask us all your questions we said that they could be 
mundane, witchy, silly, serious, whatever. So we'll just get this party going. So I'll pull. Actually, uh, Scarlett, why don't you pull? Because you have that paper. Okay. I got this one. Uh-huh. Okay. This is from uh, one of our uh, friends of the show on the uh, Uncoven face group. Facebook group. I don't know if she wants her name um, outed on here, so I'm going to err on the side of discretion. She asks, what's your favorite grounding food to eat after a, he- a heavy ritual? Hmm. Mine's easy. Salt. Pinch yeah. of salt. Always pinch of salt. Yeah, that's mine too. And I've done that. Like, one time we went to Pantheon and it was just, like, really physically draining, emotionally draining, spiritually draining, and I seriously got the little fucking salt packet that's in the little utensils that come with the coffee, like the little salt and pepper. Don't you take salt in your coffee? Yeah, you like, know, yeah, like course. you do. Yeah. So anyway, definitely salt. Hmm. What about you, Blackbird? Yeah, I'm good with salt or a salty thing, like a chip or, you know, because you can pretty much give me chips at any time <laughs> and I'm going to eat them. See, but yeah, like salt's really good for right after a ritual. Salt is like, I like something that's also... That's also from the earth. I mean, I know salt is literally from the earth, but like like a grape or a fruit or something, something that, you know, is like grown. That's, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> bread's usually good, too. Bread, bread's I was pretty great. Yeah. I like bread yeah. because it feels like it like yep. soaks stuff up. Like, I don't know. It's like a magical hangover soak up kind of thing. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I like want it. bread after a hangover. I was going to say, like, probably hangover cures would be pretty similar. And th- the Venn diagram of those two would probably have a lot of over- overlap. I'd say probably eggs or something because eggs are good mm-hmm. hangover and, and eggs yeah. are very magically cleansing. There's a lot of folk stuff of eggs cleansing you. So basically, Whataburger breakfast taquitos, 100%. Mm-hmm. Yes. Just saying. <laughs> okay, I'm going to draw another one. I got um, This is from Insta. And uh, how do you find community or uncoven? Um, I just roped my friends into coming over and I'm like, come over, do witchy stuff. And they did. And now they're witches. I tricked them. Yeah. I mean, that's basically we all just kind of found each other through roller derby. Um, I think it's hard to find community because you don't want to always like go to a witchy shop and see who's there and like go to events because I mean theoretically that's what you want to do but you never know who's going to be there. It can be very clicky and also I mean it's hard I don't want to say it's bad to be open but sometimes Mm -hmm. like if you're out in public with people you don't know like you want to be a little bit close because you don't know who you're dealing with so yeah it's hard to find that line of of being open to new experiences or new people. I mean the internet's fucking great for Mm -hmm. that too because that's a safe space where you can interact with people but you're not, like, in any physical danger. You're semi-anonymous. I mean, that's what I think worked out really great about the Uncoven group that sort of sprouted up sort mm-hmm. of in parallel to the podcast. Um, so, and But I think also, like, a little bit of positive thinking has kind of helped because we went to a local sort of witchy vending market, and that's very new to our area. Yeah. And it, it's being put on by a, what seems as like a very new 
batch, a new generation of witchy people, not the same old people that have had shops here since like the 70s. Mm-hmm. That's kind of got a more modern aesthetic, kind of got a more eclectic uh, witchcraft vibe as opposed to like Wicca per se. And that's just, that's a brand new thing. And that's coincidentally, we've been sort of like wanting something like that. And it's sort of organically appeared. So that there's something to that too, sort of putting it out there in the universe. Well, and I think too, like I said, with the, my training, the end of life doula training, sometimes you might find community where you didn't expect it. So I'm definitely, when I, when I go there in person, I'm maybe we're doing some online forum kind of stuff right now and I haven't expressly identified myself, but I will in person, especially if the other people I'm with, with do so okay moving on got this one came from email how do you decide what spells or rituals to do and when do you do them do you follow the moon phases or holidays like beltane and Samhain, or just go by what interests you in the moment whatever we fucking want when we want it (laughs) yeah basically i mean us as a group i think we kind of do things together based on like the holidays but it, for me, individually, it's just whatever I need to do when I need to do it. Yeah, I mean, as far as us getting together as a group, the holidays or like a full moon or a dark moon or whatever it tends to just be like a fake deadline to be like, hey, guys, this thing's coming up. So we need to get our shit together and show up, you know, but uh, and a lot of our rituals end up not really being on theme with that holiday. It's just sort of like, you know, to, to keep us on some kind of vague schedule. Um, if we could, I mean, I would love to host a new moon and a dark moon and uh, something for, like, the major holidays, but we just can't get people together that often. What about y'all? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm about the same. Uh, you know, I celebrate the holidays with y'all, but even then, we're, like, kind of flexible on our rituals where they don't have to be about the holiday. Mm-hmm. And then for myself, it's just whenever spur of the moment, I feel moved to do magic. And I think that works best with my schedule anyways of, yes, I would like to have something regimented, but it's less pressure just being able to do it when I feel something and feel inspired by something. Yeah, I think that when you hit the point in your practice where you realize it's all for you, that you don't have to follow a schedule unless that's something you want to do, that you don't have to observe the holidays unless that's something you want to do, that whatever you need, you should just do it. Once you hit that point in your practice then I feel like you've kind of that's part of you've just arrived right and I think part of it is just seeing the witchiness in everyday moments as opposed to okay I need to block out an hour and light the incense and close the windows and put on the woo-woo music and like follow this whole thing it's like oh you know going out and like having a cup of tea on the back porch while I'm waiting for my dog to pee can be a witchy moment Mm -hmm. if I take the time to focus and ground myself and make it one yes so that i think that's part of it too when you start to integrate those into everyday moments mm-hmm. instead of trying to make it some big like official timeout. yeah yep. yep that's where i'm at too oh i like this one um how soon into a relationship would you tell your significant other that you practice witchcraft Ooh. i would say i i mean i like freaking people out 
but so kind of just all the time always also i dress like i'm from the craft so it's kind of out there that's true it's hard for me to answer because I wasn't, I mean, I didn't really consider myself a witch when I first got together with, I mean, I'm assuming this means like a, like a romantic relationship or like, I don't know. It, I guess like if you're talking about any relationship, I don't know. I wait a while just because of my nature with my job and whatnot. I'm not like, I would have to be pretty good friends with somebody to, to to let people see that side of me I think but it's getting faster than it used to be like my hairdresser knows everybody at my husband's tattoo shop knows so and you know I think it also has to do with the fact that we're here in California where it's a lot more acceptable um but I think eventually I'll be able to integrate it like into my just like into conversation with people that I maybe don't even know crazy but it feels really good. Um, so, but as far as like, I, I don't know. I, it would depend on the interaction, I think. Well, I think with a, a relationship, especially if it's romantic, you would want to kind of know s- soon in whether that's going to be a make it or break it kind of thing for a relationship. Hopefully you're in a relationship that is like right. open about religious beliefs and practices, but you would want to kind of set that out there pretty early on before you get too deep into a relationship yeah well because if they get freaked out well then that's a pretty big red flag that well probably shouldn't be with this person anyways because this is because theoretically being a witch is a fundamental part of your personality so and yourself so and having their support is important so you need to know that you're going to have their support even if they don't believe the same as you you would just at least want to be supported by that person Mm -hmm. yeah if, if they're go ahead I feel like no, I was going to say, I feel like whenever you have the what is your what are your beliefs talk? That's that is when you say it, unless it has come up before then. You know what I'm saying? And I don't even like I think for me and my husband, that was pretty early on. Well, I knew that my husband was a Satanist because he was actually friends with Scarlet first. I met him through Scarlet, and she had actually told a story about him being a Satanist. Oh, God. And uh, so I already knew walking into it. I was like, hey, I know you're a Satanist. This is going to be fine. <laughs> oh, classic. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to draw another one. How do you feel about the rise in popularity of quote-unquote women's circles and would you attend one that's from insta Uh, okay so first off i have to know exactly what is a women's i think kind of like this red tent movement or Mm -hmm. it's sort of like a book club but maybe it's more about spirituality it's like women getting together Mm -hmm. doing like a talk circle or a sharing circle or so it's like spiritual, but maybe not necessarily goddess sp- spirituality mm-hmm. or like super. I mean, it might be kind of like yoga y. But yeah. yeah, I mean, it's kind of, kind of, I, to me, it's sort of like goddess spirituality or witchcraft light. Mm-hmm. Like for people that want it, that find it lacking in their community, mm-hmm. that whatever they have, whether they're just a spiritual or from like a Christian background or something. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I like it in this, like I probably wouldn't go to one because I feel like I'm, I sort of have much more developed practices already that I'm not sort of just kind of like feeling it out or workshopping it mm-hmm. at this point. But I mean, I do find it encouraging that it seems like 
people are recognizing that there is something feminine or earth-based or polytheistic or animistic or, or any of these things that is missing in their lives mm-hmm. and they're taking the initiative to get together like-minded people and try to sort it out for themselves so i think that that's good for the universe yeah. agreed yeah. no i totally agree i don't know if i would uh go to one just because i don't really need that in my life because i have y'all and i have like you said uh, scarlet like my practice is more solidified but i'm super glad that they're starting to exist that it that people are recognizing that that is a need like you say yeah i'm not a real joiner quote unquote but i love the idea that um, there are women out there that want to get together and explore these kind of topics or, or things um, I'm 100% supportive and would not discourage anybody from it, trying it or going. Because, I mean, murdered. what's the worst that can happen? You don't like it? Don't go again. <laughs> yeah, that would be terrible. Um, the red is tent the is red with your blood. Happen, but, um, <laughs> I mean, let's assume that that's not going to happen. Uh, and maybe you'll meet some awesome people. And maybe you'll have something to contribute I mean, that's the thing, you know, and I've talked about being part of AA for a little while and stuff, but that's the thing. Like, you don't know who you're touching. What What kind of parties are you going to? I mean, you don't know. (laughs) Like, you don't know who's who will be impacted by your words. So that's that. Okay, this one's kind of a big one. So you might need to gather your thoughts. Is there any aspect of your personal practices that you want to change or shift or expand upon? And that's a question from Instagram. Yeah. I mean, there's always something to expand upon. So I I feel like I have plenty to expand upon. And I definitely want to, like I've talked in the past, like start working with the Morgan more and being a little bit braver about working with stuff that I've been hesitant before. Because I think with witchcraft, I've always kind of lightly dipped my foot in trying to be polite about it like with ain't nothing like, polite about witchcraft we're trying to be polite too i don't Take know your clothes off bathe in the river and get that. <laughs> titties with blood. <laughs> i think now throw I, a like, tampon at someone yeah it's yeah. very witchy yeah so now i think i've kind of let that go of like where i felt like i had to like know more before i could work with a goddess or do all my homework first or something like that and i think after pantheacon i kind of realized like just fucking do it because that was how the morgan was with me it was like show the fuck up like stop waiting and thinking like that you're not ready because then you're never going to because then they'll come find you and be like knock knock motherfucker yeah so i think that working with goddesses and deities that I maybe have hesitated on before because I felt like I was too new to it that I shouldn't start like I should wait until I learn more you gotta just do it yeah and so now I'm just like you know what I'm gonna do what I fucking wanna do yes you're witchy as fuck (laughs) you need homework bullshit (laughs) what about you Lily oh gosh I just want to get back on like the witchcraft bandwagon since I have fallen off after having my daughters i just don't have the energy or the time making humans is pretty witchy i I mean it is i mean there's lots of like little witchy moments that i remind myself of daily but just like the time and this is just like a bigger issue in general me like 
needing to make the time for myself. I mean, I have finally made a dentist appointment after forever. I don't go get my haircuts anymore because I'm just like, I don't have time. I don't have the energy. When I do have the time, I just want to lay in bed. So I just want to get back on like the witchcraft bandwagon of doing things that like make me feel happy and make me feel satisfied and make me feel connected to my ancestors and to the spirits again because I don't necessarily feel disconnected but I definitely feel like the call is on hold right Mm. now and I need to pick up the call again uh which is hard when you're raising two toddlers I'm gonna nominate you for a queer eye lady you better start taking care of yourself please nominate me for a queer eye (laughs) I might I just might she has forgotten I literally binge watched like herself. five episodes last night. Oh my god! So bla- please it. make her Jonathan love herself like, again. Oh my gosh! I just want to hang out with him for like an evening. I know. And just like I know, he would be. He would tell he you, would. you better yeah, cut yeah, your yeah. hair. I want lady. tan to dress me. Yes. Like, I'm just, just dress me. Yes. I am. I am getting tan's hair. This is what I'm doing with my life goals. Oh, if this is not part of my practice or whatever, <laughs> but yes, I am stealing. It's not not. Stealing Tan Francis' hair is totally. Oh, maybe I should put some witchcraft yeah, on should. that shit. Like I'm gonna steal your hair, <laughs> Mrs. Steal your um, hair. My um, my goal. Are we? Wait, is it my turn? It's yes. your turn. Should I go now? You're doing it. You're doing the doulas. Uh, Take your turn. I'm going. I'm doing that. That's that's the that's the that's one of the next steps. And then like, I've been saying for five six years, I want to get better at herbs. I still do. I still want to. I want to make a poultice. I don't know. I just like that word. Um, but also, uh, just doing the doing the Hecateon book. I think that's gonna be meaningful. Like, there's a lot of things happening right now that are super witchy for me and i'm just i'm just riding with it i mean i'm just trying to see it i think and like i feel like being in this house it feels like all of my senses are open so i don't know what happened i mean maybe we just needed that shift of place to be away from the other energies of other people in an apartment maybe that's all i needed because like i am full full time trying to like I don't even want to do my normal job I'm like eh, eh I have witch shit to do so and it's not like I'm oh I'm doing rituals and all kinds of shit I'm just like noticing things that's the difference oh and I started I kept doing this I think I've talked about it in the newsletter or something but I've been doing this um three pages a day every morning when I wake up I write three pages it doesn't have to make sense it doesn't have to like even be it could just be stream of consciousness it's usually I write pretty linearly whatever but you just write three pages and then be done and that seemingly has helped a lot with my like attitude mental like weirdo issues like that seems to like I just get it out in the morning and then can move on that's really helping I've been doing it for two months which is crazy because I am not a habit person yeah i need to get back on morning pages because i enjoy doing it too and you know how i am about routines but yeah i'm it's bad i'm bad at it yeah so yeah i would say like it's definitely i don't know how i've stuck with it this long but it's definitely working for me so that's what i that's what i aspire to yeah i'm in Scarlett, did you go yeah i'm gonna copy you because i want to do morning pages maybe but also doing the hecatean book and actually like going through it like actually in order and whatnot 
because um, I think that generally that's a good thing to force myself to do is to actually do something in order. <laughs> do we want to do one more question and? Yeah, and there's still a lot that we have left, but we just don't have time. We're gonna have to do a part two eventually. Yeah. Oh, here we go. This is some practical advice for a listener. It's not about us necessarily. Um, there is someone on Insta who has a hadial hadial. How do you say this? Hernia. Oh, hiatal hernia. Hiatal hernia that affects uh the their daily life, but the NHS won't help. Any healing spells, runes, or tips? So, uh, Lily here, I also have a hiatal hernia, and it fucking sucks. So, just to explain what a hiatal hernia is, um, it's basically your esophagus does not ever close all the way. So, you always have acid coming back into your esophagus uh, from your stomach, and it sucks. So, you get, like, gastritis, um, you get, like, terrible acid reflux, um, so it's just, like, no fucking fun at all well i immediately thought of some crystals that could help with one the symptoms and then second trying to get a diagnosis or trying to get um you know insurance or health services on board with actually treating it because i certainly would never recommend using crystals instead of medicine Mm -hmm. but i mean i feel like this question is like i'm trying to i'm attempting to get that but in the meantime what are some witchy things i can do uh, to kind of get the ball rolling on that. And so um, some stomachy crystals, uh, citrine, anything that's yellow or orange is going to be good for that, like, solar sort of um, stomach area chakra. Um, carnelian is is good for that. Um, also uh, yellow jasper because it's yellow pearl because it's kind of this idea that it, like um, – it's good for things that are like ulcers or like that kind of like acid pain because that's actually how pearls are formed. So it's sort of like follows like. And then um, in terms of getting um, a better diagnosis or getting uh, insurance and stuff on board with helping you out, uh, Jade's really great for any kind of health related luck or um, comfort and also for drawing doctors and knowledgeable professionals to you. Sodalite's also um, easy to get a hold of and cheap, uh, and it's really good for getting solid diagnosis and uh, communication and getting getting the ball rolling in terms of, uh, of getting different departments, insurance and doctors and therapists and whatnot talking to each other the way they're supposed to to actually get you the help you need. So that's what I would recommend um, from the crystal front. I have some recommendations with uh, with energy medicine. You can, uh, I mean, you can just Google it, but um, also you can pick <laughs> up a copy of... So fuck you! Stop listening to this podcast, dumbass! No, no. That's not, not what I meant. I was saying you can Google the energy medicine things that I am about to talk about, <laughs> but you can also pick up uh, or try to get a copy of Barbara Eden's energy medicine because I'm positive that she has some uh, some stuff in there that would help this. But basically what you want to do is reset some some things inside of your body. Uh, I can't I can't really give you the specifics of what you want to do because it's kind of involved. You might want to um, get the get the energy medicine book. But there are things that you can do to reset some of that stuff inside of you. And I'm not 
again, I am no practitioner of energy medicine. You I kind know of are, that though. it um uh, I'm really oh, I'm super not. Uh, I would not pennies. want anybody to I don't want anybody to question me on energy medicine because I barely know what I'm doing. But I'm saying like there's shit that can help you in that respect. So um, don't just Google it. But there is like I'm looking at yogajournal.com right now and there is three tricks, energy medicine, yoga, improve digestion. So it kind of has related to acid reflux or whatever. Like you might be able to clear up some of the symptoms, maybe not the actual cause, but some of the symptoms might be abated by energy medicine, but also seconding Scarlett, if you can try to get medical help for some of these issues, I highly, you know, recommend that route. And it sounds like that's what you're trying to do. So good, good luck and manifest that shit. Yeah. Well, thank you for sending in your questions and we'll definitely do a round two on another podcast. Yeah. With questions. So we can all say thank you. Thank you, friends. Thank you, friends. Yeah. And you can send us more questions too. like in the meantime, if it's something we might address on the podcast or something we can like message you back about. Maybe we're like, oh, saving this for the next Q&A or, you know, something like that. We're definitely going to try to get to all the questions. But in the meantime, if you have more questions, send those ones in, too, and we'll we'll just try to, to knock it all out. Yes, and uh, we uh, took a little hiatus from the newsletter, but the next one, we should be putting one out in August for sure, and it's going to be just a barn burner, so sign up for that shit. And uh, always check out the Instagram page for shit that's going on. Is it a page? It's a feed? I don't fucking know. Just check out our Instagram. Just be, let's be on trend. We're so trendy. So yeah, on Instagram, we are hexratedwitches. We are on Facebook as Hex Rated. We have the Hex Rated Uncoven Facebook page. It is a closed group, but not a secret group. So if you want to join it, you answer our two questions. You can email us at hexratedpodcast at gmail.com. Message us on Instagram. We also have just hexrated.com. Hexratedpodcast.com. Hexratedpodcast.com. And, you know, check us out on, you're listening to us on something. But um, feel please give us a review, subscribe to us, rate us on iTunes. That would be awesome. And until next time, hocus pocus, bitches! Yay! Success. Pokemon. Testing. Pokemon. Doing some testing. Gotta catch them all, or however that song can go across the room. Searching for the testing, testing to understand to do a Oh, Pokemon! Oh, it's so true. Woo! Ooh. Ooh.